0: I think I looked at Donovan as a unique star for our market. I don't know that we've ever had a cool, hip, young star. You're listening to the Guys on the Sideline
1: podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. The only podcast with an audience made up completely of haters, hosted by guys who adopt the wisdom of Kobe Bryant and embrace every last one of them, Here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This
0: is
1: episode 127 of the fastest and greatest podcast with new listeners from The Mistake by the Lake. That's right. Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome on in. Salt Lake City. Anyone else that might be tuning in from any place across the Fruited Plain, we welcome you to a really good podcast. Like, this is the best. If you're coming back for another episode, welcome back. If you're brand new, let us roll out the red carpet for you. You're going to love it here. You're going to love a nice, quick, concise, a lot of hot takes on the big trade yesterday, the blockbuster. Donovan Mitchell to the cleveland cavaliers for a whole lot of people and picks and assets and all that so the jazz continue to rebuild and we're going to get into that here quickly on the episode so welcome on in everybody in terms of introductions this is your fearless host jeff left in the dust burton and it's my great honor to welcome in everybody's favorite co-host sports extraordinaire chris Utah and proud of it mumford hello chris mumford
0: Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I I have to report to you, Jeff, that I'm I'm getting recognized on the streets now thanks to this podcast and this bizarre urge you have to tell people about it. Like, that's the thing that that I really understand least about it. But, you know, I had someone approach me at at a certain company event that we had a few weeks back and express their appreciation for the podcast. And I don't think I've ever been so embarrassed. So thank you for that. I was gonna say, um, give me initials. I don't know who this is, and I don't want to like out them, but
1: uh anyway, I'm glad that they embarrassed Chris Mumford. So whoever you are, way way to be proud
0: of this podcast, much more proud than Chris Mumford certainly ever was. <laughs> do do appreciate it. It's good to know people do listen. Um, but I do I do feel much more self-conscious about my opinions now. So
1: well, yeah. I mean let's before you were, you know, you were totally in the tank for for the Raiders and for the Jazz. Yeah. So now I I want you to be picking and making predictions with your head, not with your heart. So uh, you game?
0: Okay. I don't know if I can change that. Honestly, I think that just comes with the package.
1: Yeah. That I mean, that's what a fan is, right? A fan is a fanatic, right. and a fanatic. fanatic. That's who we are. On the guys on the sideline podcast, we're all about giving you opinions, hot takes from crazed and disgruntled, and sometimes. Know <laughs> you bitter, bitter sports fan. So, um, but we're actually yeah. positive today, you know, following a big trade. Um, I gotta, I just got to put this out there though, Chris, because I love that you say, you know, man, you didn't realize so many people, uh, listen to the podcast. I am shocked at how I've received m- like literally 10 texts over the last 24 hours saying like, where's the podcast we need to take from guys on the sideline. <laughs> and I was at a I was at a, um, I think you know this. I'm uh, Ryan Smith signs my checks as my as my side hustle. So obviously, yes. I, I yeah. don't have to be complimentary of the Utah Jazz, but I certainly am as a, you know, I was born in the same year that the franchise moved from New Orleans to Salt Lake. And so, you know, me and the Jazz, we've been disappointing people for 43 years now. Um, but I will be complimentary of the Jazz. So, but I was at a work event last night at Vivint, uh, a, a training actually there. And, um, anyway, there were probably four or five people that came up to me that know about the podcast and that were like, what's your take? What's your take? And I, I did not offer my take there because I said, listen to episode 127." So that's Chris, that I'm
0: doing my part to make this show go. It's all about the cliffhangers, Jeff, all about the cliffhangers. You got to get the demand, you know, just built up to this crazy fever pitch. Now it's time to deliver. So pressure's on absolutely so deliver
1: we must deliver we will chris mumford what do you say we get started on this podcast let's do it all right let's do it All right, Chris. As uh, you can sense, I'm a little high energy, which is, you know, kind of par for the course. I get a little nutty. I get a little sideways. I get a little. I think you've said the word "unbound" about me in the past. Is that? Yeah, accurate? I was gonna
0: actually say maybe we need to ratchet up to another level of like. <laughs> there's Jeff Unbound, and then there's like Feral Jeff, right? Which uh, you know is a new, really like another escalation on the Jeff Threat Index. That's kind of, you know, something I'm borrowing from the early 2000s and the terror threat level. Remember that when it was like level orange and it never changed. So they just got rid of it kind of a thing. We have like a Jeff Unbound Index and you're high on it today and I'm loving every minute of it.
1: You're loving every minute of it. Uh, Great quote (laughs) from uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. But uh, Chris, thank you for your kind words. And yes, uh, anytime you're comparing me to Liz Cheney's dad and my hero, George W. Bush, I will take that. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Conan O'Brien, who is the greatest human probably to ever walk this earth, excluding you and me and all of our thousands of listeners, of course, um, I don't know if you remember this, but he did a, he did a take on the, on the terror threat on the level. And he did it with Nick Cage movie lines or Nick Cage, like movie moments. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, you got to look it up, go find it on YouTube. It's really, really good. But that was, that was his thing. You know, Nicholas Cage, probably not one of the greatest humans, maybe top 10, who knows. Uh, I don't know, Chris, uh, okay. I'm high energy today and I've not even had any caffeination. So, um, I'm just going on fumes and I'm going on kind of emotion from this Donovan Mitchell blockbuster. I think it, we knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, once Rudy was shipped out, the jazz kind of went back and forth. You know, we're keeping Donovan, and then I think they, you know, obviously leaked. Yep, Donovan is available, you know, try to tease the New York Knickerbockers. We did record episode, I think it was 126, so it has been a hot minute, so sorry fans and listeners of this great podcast that it's taken us a minute to get back. We've been busy. We've been doing stuff, so, um, but we're back, and here are our opinions. So, Chris, as the most intelligent member of the podcast, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, give me your, when this broke, give me your initial
0: reaction. What did you think? What what was your take? So I, I wondered about this, Jeff, because I, I wondered emotionally how I would react. I, I think we, I'm with a lot of jazz fans in that I think I looked at Donovan as a unique star for our market. I don't know that we've ever had a cool, hip, young star with a cool, moniker like spider mitchell he's in ads for spider-man and i I, all i could think was it was exciting for me as an adult but i can't imagine you know for kids around the state just how unbelievably awesome that is and and you had this guy who could make explosive plays and was cool he was a cool star in utah right bless his heart um you know carl malone was a great player but i wouldn't exactly say he was cool he was he was an oddity he's an outlier right in some ways yeah. um southerner and and kind of a hick you know and and so it just kind of came from a different mold john stockton is is the the dictionary definition of just a vanilla just guy right i mean like he just kind of stuck to his business and and um you know did what did his job did it well and we love him for that that's been the identity so i wondered how i would react in losing this kind of spark plug athletic guy can make these high flying dunks won the dunk competition i mean you know, who would have thought, right? Like that just has not been part of the jazz identity and DNA. It was so fun to have it. I didn't know how I'd feel to lose it. When the news broke, I definitely did have those initial moments of just uh, like, just maybe that sense of what could have been, you know, you kind of feel like the popular girl dumped you finally, like you knew she was out of your league. You've been dating for a while, but you just knew the other shoe was going to drop, right? Like that's, that's how it's felt for a while. It's like, oh man, this, you know, this guy's so cool, but it just doesn't feel like We're going to be able to keep him around. And so to finally have that confirmed, you know, maybe it wasn't surprising, but it was hard and it was disappointing. What I will say as of this morning is I I need every fan listening to this to go look up highlights of Colin Sexton ASAP. This guy is, is he Donovan Mitchell? No, I'm not saying he's Donovan Mitchell, but what he is, is a high energy dog who plays crazy defense, right? High energy defense, but is also capable of wild athletic plays, brings energy. It will help you a little bit to watch his highlights and realize like, and we also signed him, I think, to like a three-year deal. Doesn't mean he's going to st- stick around for all of it, but I do get the sense that they envision him being a piece for our future and hanging on to him and developing him. Um, go watch highlights. It'll help a little bit to realize we're going to have a fun young star coming back to us um, that, that will be worth showing up and paying the price of admission to watch.
1: I love it. Great, great takes, Chris. I think you're spot on as always. Um, This is going to be a quick episode. So let me just give you a a couple of hot takes that I had, and then we'll kind of wrap if you have any additional thoughts or kind of looking to the future. So first hot takes, exactly what you said. We knew it was coming. Um, I think we were a little bit shocked that it was to Cleveland. I think, Danny Ainge is doing the right thing. And and again, shout out here. Kudos to Ryan Smith, Dwayne Wade, Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, everybody in the front office, everybody that's working behind the scenes. I think what they did is they examined this team and their first round exit to Dallas. And they said, this is an exciting team. There's a lot of great pieces here, but we have hit a ceiling. We were, we just, we locked up. Uh, we just threw a ton of money at Rudy. We threw a ton of money at Donovan. This is our future. And looking around the West and even the East, like just the, I think they they noticed and they, you know, they astutely observed that like this team just wasn't going to be able to make a run and make a push. Otherwise, I think they would have stuck with it and I think they would have brought weapons in. So what does Danny Ainge do under his leadership? Well, he is amassing Oklahoma City esque assets. Now, the challenge with this, I think it's great, Chris, but we've got to hit on a few of these, or we've got to be able to parlay a few of these to get a player to, to move up in the draft. It's a bit of a crapshoot, but how many unprotected picks do we have, or how many picks that are, like, lightly protected? I think it's, like, 13 over the next several years. Is that what I read? It's,
0: it's an absolute boatload. I mean, it, it is a staggering number. And to your point, Jeff, you know, some of them are, like, I, I wanna say a couple of the ones that came back from Cleveland for were like twenty twenty-seven-29. I mean like they're out there, right? So probably much more trade collateral in those cases. Um but yeah, it it's it's a haul. It's a boatload.
1: But but what it does is it gives the jazz an opportunity. Um who knows what happens. It certainly gives them a lot of assets to play. And again, we could be mediocre. We could be fourth, fifth seed. We could maybe jump up one year and get the third seed. Maybe go to the second round. Maybe one year, you know, get to the conference finals. But I just, I think the observation was we're just not going to be able to make uh, this into a championship team. And so I like what the Jazz are doing. I think it's the smart move because it's like, and here's a question, Chris. I don't know. I don't have the intel on uh, Bronny, Le- LeBron James's son. But when is he available? I think he's got one year and then he's coming and then he's going to declare, right? I think that's probably what's going to happen.
0: I'm not sure on, on Bronny. I think, you know, the thing that will be interesting to see as well will be, um, does experience with Donovan at all influence who sort of the, the profile of who we choose to draft in the future? Meaning, do we go after a Bronny knowing who his dad is and his dad's, you know, itinerant tendencies right and the guy likes to move around he likes to jump yep. markets you know and, and markets matter to him so that but it's an interesting question do you target a guy like him or do you you target and i'm gonna get the last name wrong but is it Wim when banya this yep. uh, french yep. player heading out next year that's that's kind of being styled as maybe the second coming of kevin durant i, I would much prefer um this this french player right just in the sense that it feels like Maybe there's, you know, we also have that French connection. Undoubtedly, he would be in touch with Rudy and, and ask him about this market and that kind of thing and, and have that shared route. So it's it's interesting, Jeff, like, I, does this influence, even when it comes to star players, who we might try to pull into the fold here? If we had drafted a guy like Luka Doncic, are we in the same situation today that we found ourselves in with Donovan Mitchell? Uh, you know, I'm not saying that's always going to be the case with foreign players, but it just feels like they have a different mindset, right? Coming, this isn't their home country. There's like not like Rudy,
1: like Rudy, yeah, right?
0: Exactly like Ru- Ru- Rudy. Like to him, it was neither here nor there. Like in France, he's a hero. Period. It doesn't like yep. so that's done for him, and he's eaten for free in gay Paris, right? Or whatever. Like I don't know what what his receptions like in Paris. I imagine though that he's he's very beloved there. Yeah. So yep. anyway, so anyway, don't don't want me to sidetrack it so much, but when you threw up Bronny, the first thing I thought was, man, I don't know, like, can we, can we handle a star in this market that has any influencer, you know, kind of media level aspirations outside of the game? And, and I don't, I just, I'm not sure on that.
1: Yep. I think things are going to get interesting over the next several years with Ryan Smith as an owner. I don't have any inside information, but I'm saying I know that Ryan is busy making, um, you know, I think he just sold, A percentage of the team. He's doing a lot of interesting things. He's doing a lot of things to the arena. We've got the All Star game this year. So, everybody write Jordan Clarkson in if he's still on the team. Right. But, like, there's a lot of good energy and good things coming, even though the team is right imploded. I mean, tanking essentially. And you're exactly right. It'll be interesting to see who they get. The Jazz have a lot of picks, right? They've got Brooklyn's pick, they've got their own pick, they've got. Cleveland's picks and Minnesota's picks and other picks that are part of the trade. And so it'll just be fun because what I think it does is it gives Danny Ainge the ability to be totally creative, to roll the dice. And I think when you're in a market like Salt Lake, you've got to roll the dice. And I think that's exactly what they're doing now real quickly. And I'm coming back to you. I just want to say this to Donovan Mitchell, who may be listening to the pod. Don, we love you, man. Um, I, (laughs) I will always be a Donovan Mitchell fan. And I thank Donovan Mitchell from the bottom of my wounded jazz heart that he came here and he performed here. He was a tremendous athlete, a tremendous guy. Not yeah. saying I agreed or loved every moment. I think, you know, there were some things, you know, he and Rudy and their spat over COVID and other things. You know, sometimes he got a little bit. I don't know, a l- little bit of a diva at, at times. But you know what? Bottom line, I currently own a number 45 jersey. I will always hold on to it. When he returns to the arena with the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, I will proudly go and give him an ovation. I think Jazz fans will do that. I think there's... Gordon Hayward is one that left us and kind of you know, screwed us, you could say. Donovan and Rudy, just like even Derek Favors. And I know Derek Favors is a lesser name, but when Rudy comes back... Right, there's gonna be nothing but Rudy in the house when Donovan comes back. I think people will always love him, and so I just want to I want to throw that out. there. nothing but love for both Rudy and Donovan and what they've meant. Quinn Snyder, you know, Royce, others that you know have been here. Um, but gotta be honest as a jazz fan, it's the right move. I feel good. I feel energized. I think the team will. I think the fans will still support this team. Certainly not in numbers like, a, you know, a playoff caliber team. But I think this will be an exciting team. And here's my bold prediction, and then we're coming over to you, Chris. I think the Jazz are actually going to exceed expectations. Yes, I think they're the, clearly they're signaling we're in hard rebuild mode. But to your point on Sexton, to your point on some of the players, that the players, the, the rookies that we've gotten from, from Cleveland and also Minnesota, Walter, right, is his name. Like, I think... I think these guys are going to go out there and play hungry. And I think it's actually going to be a very entertaining season. I'm a realist. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. I'm a realist that when we play, uh, you know, whomever, Golden State, uh, Dallas, Phoenix, right? I mean, there's going to be a clear winner on the court, but I'm actually, my head is held high. I feel good about the Jazz. I feel good about the future. And uh, Chris, we're coming to you, but you said, Okay, we'll. Come, I have an obnoxious comment, so I'll leave that out. But Chris, take us home, take us out the door. What What do you say about the future and, and the feeling that you have about you know things down the road for the Jazz?
0: Well, I agree with you, Jeff. I think we're in the strongest position to build from the studs now than than we've been. I, I really can't remember the last time we were in this kind of shape. And in addition to the draft picks and everything you just you talked about, think about the salary we just cleared between Donovan and Rudy as well. I mean, I, I don't exactly know what we're on the hook for, and we're not done either. I mean, we're not going to keep, you know, Conley trapped here for no good reason. We'll we'll let him find a good setup and, yep. you know, get him on his merry way. Um, Bogdanovich is another name that often comes up. Clarkson is fantastic. I personally would love, you know, if Clarkson stuck around and just became part of kind of ushering in, became that bridge maybe to the next generation and preserved some of that flair because we we love our flamethrower and Jordan Clarkson. It seems like... It seems Absolutely. like he's really embraced our community too, right? Um, and loves yeah, being yeah. here. And so, no, I think I think we're in a phenomenal position. It's, it's hard, again, to get a, a totally clear read on this era because, let's face it, Jeff, this is the third, can we say this is the third best iteration of the jazz ever? I mean, really, I'd probably need to go back further to really be totally accurate on that. But in the modern era, let's say since the late 80s, 90s, it's behind Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer. Prove me wrong. They got to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. They got swept. but They were a better team, in my opinion. They, they had you know, more kind of going for them, and that was a better constructed team results-wise, right? This will agreed. always be thought of as a team with the most potential that did the least with it, in my opinion, right? right. Yeah. Um, and so Completely that's always going to be hard. Um, what I will say, though, pivoting to the future – is, hey, Jazz fans, don't assess the quality of this team in this next year by wins and losses. We want the losses. Like, frankly, like, I don't love deliberate tanking myself, but if you just do it in terms of uh, putting a bunch of young talent on the court, and if somebody like ex- emerges and ascends and surprises us all, okay, cool. I mean, then you've got something there, and we've still got plenty of drag- draft capital that we can work with. But I would just encourage Jazz fans, A, to keep showing up, like you're saying, Jeff, keep supporting the team through the tough times. It's it's really vitally important. But also make sure that you're assessing the performance of the team in terms of individual performance. And when people are doing great things, cheer for the players, right, and show that we've got a high basketball IQ in this state, which I think we do by and large. So That'd be my, my kind of urge to the fans. Um, really interested to see how this goes. It's not gonna be better by next year either. It's gonna take no. time, right? Yeah, but here's hoping yeah. we get one of these top players in the next draft. Um, we have a lot of pitches coming our way we can swing at, and that you gotta feel good about that when we have lots of opportunities. And and Danny has proved in his front office experience, he drafts players and and dudes and starters, right? Um, yeah. I saw a lot of people trying to naysay this whole thing. On Twitter trying to attack Danny Ainge. Don't listen to the chirping 10%ers on Twitter. Look at the likes of Magic Johnson, who's going out of his way to be like, wow, this is a masterclass. Danny Ainge is absolutely dominating this. He's getting everything he wants. He's in total control. And this is a guy who knows how to build winners. You know, his team just got done in the finals, um, just a few years after another teardown and rebuild there. He knows how to do this. This is his his approach. So I have total faith in Danny. I don't know any other executive we would choose at this point to come in who'd be better. If he were somehow like on the open market to be you know, gotten by some other team, he'd be fetching top dollar for his services. Like right? uh, He is I, I among the best executives in the league, I, I think, at this point. So we're Absolutely. in good hands, Jazz fans. Kick back. Enjoy. Hey, guys, let's all enjoy seasons without expectations. You and I, Jeff, are going to roll into our college football previews, and I'm going to have to talk about – the burden of expectations. It's always the worst as a fan to go into a season and be entitled to results. It's miserable. We all went through this in the last year with the Jazz. Enjoy Jazz games where you show up and just are there for good basketball and some some nice, you know, some some good food and a good experience. <laughs> That's fun, right? It can just be fun for a little while. We don't have to worry so much about anything else and we can build toward the future.
1: I love it, Chris. Great takes. Great to be with you as always. Uh, a lot of fun. You're welcome listeners of the podcast there. You've heard from guys on the sideline, Chris. Um, I need your best. You said this earlier, but your best putty support the team. Um, can I Gotta have you do that one more time? <laughs> yeah. Do it one more time. Go for it.
0: Got to support the team.
1: That is pretty good. I love it. So quick shout outs out the door. We know we've got Bo Jones in the house. Ty and Spencer Johnson, Lando, Sam, Tyler Miles, I think is tuning in, Luke and Shane. I'm sure I'm missing hundreds and hundreds, of course, but uh, to our regulars, we appreciate the support. Um, Thank you for listening. He's Chris. I'm Jeff. We're guys on the sideline, and we are saying adios and bye-bye. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. (laughs)
0: Yeah.